African Safari Wildlife Park is a wild experience with over 800 exotic animals. Our drive-through safari features giraffes, zebras, deer, elk, alpacas, and even white bison, all of which you can feed right from your vehicle. Walk on the wild side with a zoo at all pass and feed kangaroos, porcupines, tortoises, and rabbits. Step into our aviary adventure and hand feed budgies for a memorable experience. Check out our live educational shows or ride a camel. Create memories that will last a lifetime at the Ohio Safari Park, African Safari Wildlife Park in Port Clinton. We'll just keep talking and uh hey pete wilson there we are all right there we are i was gonna say that beautiful <laughs> i apologize i dyed shirt on and we couldn't see it i'm like what is happening right now um well welcome to our friday edition of the morning show <laughs> i have no idea how that happened but it's the wonders we, of technology it is <laughs> Gone, gone yesterday, here today. The good news is, I mean, the the whole world might be happy if we disappeared, but uh, uh, please don't not. say that. I hope not. But anyway, uh, welcome to the Friday edition here of the morning show on Main Street TV, and of course, <clears throat> it is Friday. We have a special video for you from the airport coming up here in just a little bit. But very important stuff happened last night, and um, the very very first. Ironman football game of the season occurred last night, and boy, did they come out with a bang. But um, you actually came up just to, to talk about it because, you know, it's pretty cool to, to have the first game, especially with all the madness going on in the world, right? Right. Well, you know, if, if you hadn't been paying attention or were <laughs> under under a rock like Rep Van Winkle was for 20 years or whatever, you're waking up this morning and you're hearing about uh, the opening football game. Thursday night. Thursday. Well, that's what? what they, that's what they did at Jackson High School. That was Coach Andy Hall's uh, idea, just to bring a little extra attention to it, a little extra pizzazz. Uh, I think his uh, line of thinking was: We went through a crazy year last year. We didn't play as many games. People in the stands with masks. Not as many people there. Kind of almost a, a celebration of return to normalcy. Now. We'll cross our fingers about a return to normalcy. Yeah. But, you know, at the football game last night in Jackson, you know, it was uh, it was a situation where, uh, you know, everybody was coming. There was no restricted attendance. There yep. was no rules on masks or social distancing. And there was a good crowd there uh, last night, uh, Jackson and Logan playing football. And this is, uh, as you know, as you look at some scenes from last night, uh, some of the pictures that were taken last night at the game. Hey, I know that guy on the left. That's our Bill. He works in the kitchen. Bill, okay. Bill Carter, right, he's well, awesome. Well, we picked him out, but there were a lot of people there. And you notice they're all wearing white shirts. There was a whiteout last night. Yes. They kind of stole an idea from Penn State, who often pulls that Very out when the Buckeyes good. go there and for other big games on a Saturday night. But uh, cheerleaders were in white as well, as you see there. Uh, but uh, a great atmosphere. Uh, there was a little extra excitement because it was Thursday night. Uh, opening season came around a little earlier this year too, Jennifer, August the 19th. I can never remember a game that early. Uh, it, sometimes they've had it on the third weekend of August, but it's usually the fourth. And here we are on the 19th. And the reason for that is playing a 10 game schedule in the regular season. That's normal. What is not normal. What has changed is 
They have doubled the number of teams that get in the playoffs this year. Yes. Instead okay. of eight teams in each region, it is 16 teams in each Ooh, region. Eight. So, you know, the chances of getting in the playoffs might be roughly 50-50. So uh, that will create extra excitement, allow for extra participation. Hence, they had to start the season a couple weeks earlier because, you know, the football season, when it ends, uh, impacts the basketball season and winter yes, sports as well. But uh, last night at Alumni Stadium, uh, the Ironmen roll over the Logan oh, Chieftains. Man. The Ooh. Logan Chieftains, of course, Logan, uh, the largest school in southeastern Ohio. They're always, always really good. Always very good in most athletics across the board. Now, they've been a little in a little bit of a downturn in recent years, but still a, a huge school, a lot of pride in their program. Jackson and Logan have been playing football since the early part of the 20th century. I believe that the game last night was nearly about the 100th. As a matter of fact, Jackson went in. Wow. There have been some ties, but Jackson went in with a 47-46 edge in the all-time series. So you see how close and competitive it's been. Yeah. Jackson has now won, though, the last six games in a row. Oh. So right now, Logan is the opener. Uh, I look for Logan and Jackson to remain as the opener for quite some time. Uh, they're historic rivals, long time in the Southeast Ohio Athletic League, of course. Jackson now in the Frontier Athletic Conference. Logan right now uh, is an orphan. They're looking for a conference. They've uh, hey, been there and done that, haven't we? Right. Because of the size of their school, uh, you know, a couple of the other conferences in here just don't want to let them in mm -hmm. uh, for competitive reasons. But uh, so uh, it, they have their own challenges because of, uh, of scheduling and like that. But uh, this game is a natural. Of course, for many years, Jackson played Wellston uh, in the opener. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for the foreseeable future, at least that's not going to happen. So Logan is a, a good, good opener. We'll be going up to Logan next year. Probably maybe the two biggest, nicest stadiums in southeastern Ohio. Really? Between okay. Jackson and Logan. Cool. But uh, last night didn't start off really well. Jackson kicked off to Logan, and a young man by the name of Trayton Poling got the ball at the six-yard line, and he didn't stop until he crossed the goal line. Oh, no. 94 <laughs> yards later. And you can imagine the silence in the stadium. Oh, bet. Jackson going in as a favorite in the game. Uh, in addition to the fact that Jackson's been in the playoffs uh, most recent years, and Logan was 3-7 and seven last year, Logan also had some injuries they were dealing with. A couple players not up to 100%, a couple of players not able to play. Jackson completely healthy. So, uh, wow. you know, so Logan kicks the extra point there. He had 7 to nothing. Jackson gets the ball and go 3 and out immediately. Uh-oh. And then More silence. And then Logan gets the ball and they get a first down running the ball with their new wing T offense. Jackson was able to stop them without scoring. Jackson gets the ball back, scores uh, to make it 7 to 7. Jacob Winters ran 70 yards for a touchdown. Nice. But then Jackson got the ball back very quickly on a short punt by Logan, and then they were stopped again. So it was 7-7 seven to seven at the end of the first quarter. It was like ball game on, right? Oh, yeah. But the rest of the way, it was completely <laughs> Jackson. 21 points in the second quarter, 14 points in the third quarter to take a 42-7 lead. When you get up by 30 points in the second half, you have what we call a running clock, which means even if there's an incomplete pass or whatever, the clock continues to run. That's oh. that's a, a thing where, you know. It's kind of like a mercy rule thing. Yeah, it's kind of a mercy rule thing. The Ohio High School Athletic Association instituted that uh, uh, several years ago. And uh, what that does is it gets a game over quicker when it's obviously who is going to win. Sure. Uh, maybe we'll avoid an injury, maybe bad feelings as well if the score continues sure. to mount or whatever. 
And so uh, that was the way it, it ended, 42-7. to seven. A lot of stars for Jackson. Uh, Coach Andy Hall has a lot of talent on this football yeah. team, Jen. Uh, as a matter of fact, they have two kids uh, who would probably be the starting quarterback at most schools, and there's two of them at Jackson. One is Evan Spires. He is a senior. He actually ended up starting. Jacob Winters, who is a junior, uh, also got to play a good bit. And when Spires is the quarterback, Winters is in the backfield. And when Winters is the quarterback, Spires is in the backfield. So, oh, that's so, cool. So what is really great is, you know, you're trying to think, well, which which do I want in there? Well, Oh, dang. And the, that's confusing, uh, the, too. The, the other one is playing in the backfield and probably contributing big at that position, too. And obviously those kids oh. are accepting this situation. Coach Hall says they're very very close. As a matter of fact, his decision to start Evan Spires ahead of Jacob Winters just made it late in the week. And, you know, who knows, it could be different next week. But both kids had outstanding games. Um, for instance, Jacob Winters, uh, five carries, 88 yards, ran for three touchdowns. He passed for a touchdown also uh, on uh, four of eight passing for 62 yards. Evan Spires ran 33 yards on four carries and then passing the ball, he was even better than Jacob. Eight out of ten for hundred yards and a touchdown. Wow. Neither of uh, neither of the young men threw an interception, which you know that's a big thing for Coach Hall not turning yep. the ball over. Uh, but uh, there were many other stars. Sophomore Cade Wolford. I'm sure you remember somebody named Shane Wolford. I do. That played at Jackson High School. I saw him run for yards and yards and yards. Over 300 in one game against Point Pleasant. Yep. But anyway, uh, his boy Cade's going to be a good one, too. He's a good one now, by the way. He, uh, just a sophomore, he ran uh, 84 yards on 10 carries for a touchdown. He also caught a touchdown pass. Tristan Prater, who is a senior, uh, he is one of the best receivers I've ever seen at Jackson High School. When really? I say when I say wow. that, it means something because yeah. I've been around for a long time. <laughs> a couple of years. Right, and, and Tristan... Uh, caught three passes, including a touchdown last night as well. Also had an interception. Uh, let's see. Winners, Wolford, Eli Brerman, Evan Spars, Braden Powell, Hunter Weber, Hunter Webb, Holden Blankenship, Boston Campbell all carried the ball. So a lot of uh, a lot of Jackson players had the opportunity. On the other side of the ball, Logan was held to 103 total yards, which is very good. And considering that some of those yards came in the fourth quarter after the Jackson starters were out of the game makes the defensive performance even better. So even though Logan sure. scored that opening touchdown, you can't say it's a shutout. The defense itself did not give up any points and very few yards. So all in all, it was a great start. Wow. For, it was a great start for the Ironmen. Not only was it a victory, 42-7 to over you know an ancient rival that Normally, you don't beat Logan like that. No. Nobody beats Logan like that. But the great great thing about it was also everybody came through. There were no injuries. One Jackson player went down, but he was able to walk off as just fine. A.J. Denny and Lyman, I'm sure he's he's just fine. Uh, but uh, the uh, the Ironmen were able to play a lot of players as well. Uh, everybody came out of the game healthy. A lot Good. of, uh, uh, I think he, uh, Coach Hall was able to get just about everybody into the contest. He was glad to see Jackson keep its poise and equanimity after giving up that norm, uh, yeah. giving up that opening kickoff return, and then also not getting off to the fastest start there in the first quarter. Uh, you ask, when was the last time Jackson played a Thursday night game? Some hmm. people would say they probably never. Well, they don't know their history, or they're not old enough. 
Jackson used to play thanks <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day. That's and correct. that's on Thursday, right? That was a long time ago. It was though. Jackson and Wilson for yep. years on Thanksgiving Day, and for many years those two teams were among the best in the SUL. And sometimes yep. the SUL title came down to what happened in that Thanksgiving Day game. Then they stopped doing the Thanksgiving Day game because the SUL didn't like the outcome of the league season being extended way past the normal time, which is sure. the first of November. So then. Jackson played Oak Hill on Thanksgiving for several for several games, too. And I believe that that's the last time Jackson ever played on Thursday. Really? Right. So, anyway, the Ironmen next week, are you ready for this? They're oh, gonna, boy. They're going to go down State Route 93 to play uh -oh. the Ironton oh. Fighting Tigers. Oh, no. <laughs> now, I don't know whether the Ironmen have bit off more than they can chew or not. <laughs> oh, but Ironton... Ironton, of course, ancient uh, uh, in the SOAL and before that, just great football through the years. Uh, one time, of course, uh, Tank Stadium was home to a professional football team called the Tanks. And that's exactly where the Ironmen are going to play on oh, Friday boy. night. All Ironton has done is go to the state playoffs two years. <laughs> They've come up one game short both times against a school called Kirtland. Yeah. But uh, Reed Carrico, fortunately, is not at Ironton anymore. He's at Ohio State. And another Division One prospect, Devin Carter, uh, decided to not play football at Ironton this year. Oh. He actually started the season practice and all. And uh, after this, after the first scrimmage, he left the team. Uh, really? Be because of an injury, an in injury concern, he probably would have been able to play at some point this year. But he's also got a great opportunity to play at a Division One school, and so he's decided, you know, to let's not to, risk it. To right for the most of the season, and so he just decided not to play his senior season at Iron. He has the uh, he has the uh, talent and uh, the reputation to where he will probably still get a Division One scholarship. Hasn't been offered by Ohio State yet, but it could be coming. But anyway, regardless, what is in even the water Reed, down there? Even though Reed Carrico and Devin Carter are not there, Ironton still will probably go into this season ranked as the top team in Southeast Ohio. Now, that's a consensus thing not a vote thing or, a, or an actual thing or a rating thing or anything, but they've just proven that they deserve that. Uh, the Ironmen later on will have to play Licking Valley, one of the top teams in the Newark area. They annually go to the playoffs. That's week three. Week four, Jackson will play Western Brown, who has a Division One quarterback prospect. They snap the ball every 10 seconds, according to Coach Hall. It's the fastest offense in the state of Ohio, he thinks, because wow. they do a hurry-up offense. They throw the ball all over Boy, the place. Well, that'd be tough in high school. Right. I believe they had a game last year against Clinton Massey, who is a powerhouse in the state, and Clinton Massey beat them 92-58 to 58 or some crazy <laughs> score like <laughs> that. a basketball with, score. With Western Brown, you have to outscore them. So anyway, that's gotcha. week four, and that's at their place. Oh, then week five, boy. Wheelersburg. So do you think Jackson has scheduled <laughs> up this year? So, <laughs> whoa! we'll see what happens. That's the next four weeks. And then there's the league, the Frontier Athletic Conference. You know what I predict, too? I predict Logan went back home last night and has already pivoted, and they're going to figure out how to not have that happen again. Oh, I'm sure that they will. Because that's not Logan-like. No, no, Coach Eddie, has uh, he has coached at Logan for several years now, trying to turn around, as I say, a little downturn. Uh, in this decade at least. This isn't going to happen to them all season. No, it, it's not. They've got a lot of kids. They've got a proud heritage. And, uh, you know, they did come in with a little bit of an injury problem too. And so 
I'm sure that they will be much, much improved when the Ironmen go up there next year. Uh, okay, tonight, Friday night, traditional football night. That's right. We're going to have uh, two games on the radio involving our three remaining local teams. And we have the excitement of a county rivalry, a cross-county rivalry, as the Oak Hill Oaks travel to Wellston to take on the Wellston Golden Rockets at C.H. Jones Field in Wellston. And both of these teams last year made the playoffs. So, you know, I know that they would like to do that again. However, both both teams lost a lot of talented seniors who uh, sure. made their seasons good last year. And so both Coach Carver at Oak Hill and Coach Smith at Wellston, uh, they'll have a lot of new faces in the lineup tonight. And so you have that excitement, too, as you see new players making a name in the Friday night spotlight. Uh, but that game, of course, uh, will be uh, on the radio tonight. We'll have it uh, on 105.3 FM and uh, – 13.30 a.m., which is WYPC. We call it our Fox Sports Station. Uh -huh. And uh, that game will be on with uh, Rick Perdue and Mark Thomas calling the action since is, it is at Wilson. We'll have all the games of all the local teams, every, every game, regular season and playoff. You can also uh, catch it uh, online. Uh, you can also catch the games online on, through the Total Media Radio app and through... Uh, your total, and it will also stream on your total media uh, website as well. That's so, right. you know, you don't have to be hooked up to a radio uh, to uh, hear all these local games. But if you're in your old-fashioned car or turn on that old-fashioned radio, it's still there as well. Right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, the Vikings, we don't want to forget them. That's they right. They will be at home tonight. Also, all of our local teams at home except Oak Hill. And even Oak Hill's got a, a local game sort of at Wellston. Sure. But Fitton County will be hosting Unioto tonight. They've been uh, playing the Shermans on, in the opener for quite some time. They usually have a very close game, but Unioto has had the best of it lately. There's a lot of excitement at Vinton County this year. They've got a new coach in T.J. Carver. He comes from uh, Cabell Midland, which is a huge school in West Virginia. So he's brought some new ideas uh, to MacArthur. And uh, the Vikings have a veteran quarterback in Braylon Dameron. They'll have a lot of new players, too. But they're very excited and would like to get off to a good start 1-0 against Unioto. Wellston Benton County will play later in the season, right at the very end. And, you know, who knows, maybe they'll play for the TVC championship this year. Heck yeah. Wellston won the championship last year, and Benton County was in the running for much of the season. So we'll see what happens uh, tonight. Uh, that Benton uh, uh, County Unioto game you can hear on the WIRO 98.7 FM. So the high school football off and running here. And, of course, you know, Total Media will be all over the coverage. You know, and, and you guys do such a great job, and thank you for that. And, of course, not only does P. Wilson do the news here, but part of the voice of the Ironman right, as well. well. I, I want to I give uh, props to my buddy Dan Morrow. Yes. He has been the longtime color man for our broadcast. Well, Danny Dobbins a little bit under the weather. He is. He is recovering. He is doing better. Right, he is doing better. He probably he will not be able to broadcast next week in Ironman, unfortunately. But uh, Dan stepped up and uh, was the play-by-play -play man. And that is a different animal yes. you know, when you do that. And, of course, it's all live. You don't get a do-over or anything. And uh, I did a little bit more than just the stats and talk a little bit. I had to talk a little bit more. But it went so well. We love to do it together. Uh, Dan and I graduated together. Danny Dobbins is, uh, of course, related by marriage to Dan Morrow. Yep. He's just two years behind in class of 75. But we've been doing them together since 1984. And Dan and I actually started Dan Dobbins and I started in 1980. So long time, long time. 
Uh, we got a roof over our heads. We got a free ticket in. That's uh, right. We do have to buy our popping concessions. We don't mind that. Hey, Pete, speaking of you being there doing it for a long time, I want to shout out the funniest thing you said on the radio last night. <laughs> you said something along the lines of, this is the biggest def score deficit between Jackson and Logan since 1970-whatever. Four. And when you said that, I said out loud, like, how the heck does he know that? And, inst <laughs> and instantly, as soon as it comes out of my mouth, Dan Morrow goes, Pete, how the heck do you know that? <laughs> How the heck did you know that? Well, I tell you what, there's a guy named, since you asked, there's a guy named Spencer Wall, who is kind of like um, the Logan, he's not the Logan stat man, but he is a great Logan fan and supporter of Logan Chiefs. He puts out a media packet every week that he sends to the opposing teams and media oh, so they know kidding. everything about Logan. And it had everything about the Jackson-Logan series. Now, I do remember the 1974 game because I was there. <laughs> it was 42 it was 42-7, to seven and it was a great Jackson victory. Randy Ridge, remember who Randy I Ridge do. is? I do. Well, he ran all over the Chieftains that night, and that was a, a time when you didn't beat the Chieftains uh, very often. No, so, anyway. How funny. Right. That was, my, uh, that was the year after I graduated from high school. So, I remember that game very well down there on the, at the Vaughn Street Field, which is now the middle middle school that's field. right well pete we appreciate all your hard work and and um you you all do such a fantastic job well, and it's always a pleasure listening well that's very that's very very kind of you and uh, uh we hope that we can uh, do it a while longer because that means we're still kicking there you go <laughs> all right um so get out enjoy some football tonight right and i know we're going to segue right into the video about the jackstone memorial fly-in yes. at the airport that's going to be a great event looks like the weather is going to be good uh, but we also want to remind you, uh, we just got this uh, advisory, too. We know a lot of people like to play bingo at the DAV on Sunday. Okay. For the second week in a row, they've decided to cancel, once again, over concern of the COVID-19 uh, okay. and the additional cases. So All no right. bingo at the DAV on Sunday. Uh-oh. All right. Well, I want to thank you for asking me to come up. Thanks, James, oh, as, thank you. as well, uh, for all he does behind the scenes to bring us into the 21st century and uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll go down and, and get our print edition out so uh, everybody can see all the uh, see Todd Compton's uh, in-depth report of the Jackson Logan game. We'll be able to there get it go. in our print edition and our web edition because it was on Thursday rather than Friday. Hey, it makes it a little easier anyway, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. Well, thank you very much, Jennifer. Thanks, Pete. We appreciate you. And of course, um, make sure that you do tune in um, tonight to listen to all of the other football games in our area. And you can do that by listening to your Total Media Radio app. And want to thank them because that's who brings us the weather forecast. And again, all you have to do is download that Total Media Radio app and listen to live local radio on your phone. And literally the app takes a couple of seconds to download. You can download it on the Apple App Store for free. Or if you have an Android phone, the Google Play Store, where you can listen to all four of our local radio stations uh, just by hitting a button. That's pretty darn cool stuff. Weather looking a bit better than it did um, at the beginning of the week, although a little bit higher temperatures, but that rain has moved out. So mostly sunny today, highs around 86 degrees. Mostly sunny or mostly clear tonight, lows around 64. Tomorrow on Saturday, mostly sunny, highs of 87. Sunday, mostly sunny, highs around 89, and so on and so forth 
for the beginning of your work week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, looking just about all the same. So I'd say, you know, for the end of August, we do have a few days left in, in uh, August, probably pretty seasonable for this time of the year. All right, so here's the deal. The Jackstone Memorial Fly-In will be, there's the, the flyer there. I have one in my hand right here at the Jackson County Airport tomorrow, this Saturday, where you can see the Ohio University DC-3 display, the P-51 Mustang, the Cincinnati Miss, um, the Southern A Model A Car Club having a car show uh, on display out there. Many, many other things. The Ohio State Highway Patrol helicopters. There's going to be food. There's going to be fun. And it's all for free. Free. Bring the family. Bring a lot of airplanes. Um, you're going to see a lot of neat things out there. That will be, again, at the James A. Rhodes Airport tomorrow, Saturday, August 21st. And you can get there. It's around the fly-ins from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then everybody will still be uh, hanging out from 11 a.m. on up to 3 and then people will start flying out of there. So uh, there's a pancake breakfast, um, all kind of great things, kettle corn, Kona ice. Um, so yeah, lots of fun things going on. The airport, if you need to put it in your GPS, if you're not sure, it's 1800 Keystone Station Road here in Jackson. And if you haven't been out there, uh, new terminal, all kind of neat things. So... James and I and a few others headed out uh, to the airport a couple of days ago and did a really uh, fun video. We talked to Gerald, who was the airport manager out there, and some board members. So we have a video for you. We hope that you enjoy it in our little tour of the airport, and we also hope that you make the fly-in tomorrow because the best way to see it, obviously, is in person. So let's head on out to the James A. Rhodes Airport. Well, hello everyone, and here we are at the James A. Rhodes Airport, mm -hmm. and I am here with... Gerald Porchett. And Gerald, you are the manager, am I correct, out that, here at the airport? That's correct. You know, and a lot of people don't realize what a nice airport we have here in Jackson County, and um, so we want to commend you on that, and a whole lot of other people that have been, been instrumental along the way, so thank you for taking care of it. Um, so Gerald, we're going to take like a little walking tour and while we're walking, maybe we can chit chat a little bit. Do you know about the history of the airport and how it came to be and that kind of stuff? Okay. Would that work for you? Work fine. All right. Well, I'm following you. So let's go on a little tour. Okay. The airport is basically in Southeastern Ohio. We have 5,200 feet runway. That's a, that's a longer runway than that's, most, that's right? That's one mile long. That's the most important mile in the county here. I'd I mean, say. We have people come in here, like Valencia Foods, they come in, they, from Thailand, they come in to Chicago, then picked up another plane, flew in here at Jackson. Yes. And they're rich, rich people. And when they step <laughs> out of the airplane, it's what they're looking at. I mean, sure. we got a very good terminal building, one of the top of the, top of the line terminal buildings here. Yes, it is. And we can't ask for any better uh, facility what we have. We got plenty of airspace here and in the process of building new hangars to accommodate airplanes moving into county. So about how many airplanes are housed out here? 
We probably got around 20, 21 airplanes based at Jackson. Really? Isn't that funny? I just, I feel like unless you spend time out here at the airport, it's just one of those things that nobody knows about. Uh, if you don't come out, a lot of people in the county don't even know where the airport's at. Correct. I mean, it's a place that you never think of nothing about unless you come out here and use it. That's right. So here's a fun fact for you, and you'll appreciate this. So my good friend Natalie, and I'm sure that you've met Natalie a time or two. She now lives in Steubenville. Hadn't seen her in about, I don't know, eight years or something like that. She calls me one day. She said, hey, I'm going to fly down and see you. And I said, you're crazy. And she said, no, I'll be down in an hour. So she, her little boy, their dog, hopped in an airplane up in Steubenville. An hour later, they were landing here. And it was, I hadn't seen her in like eight years. And it was like one of the coolest experiences. I, it was so great to get to see her. She was just down here in no time. And yeah. um, I didn't, this was, that was my first time out, you know, really kind of taking a tour of the airport. So it was a really good way for me to get to learn about it. I knew Natalie well. Yeah. I know her when she lived here. Yes. Before she became a pilot. Now she's a flight instructor. She is. You're and, right. And flew in here at a one nice 172. And like you say, your family was with her. Yep. She's a very nice girl. And uh, she's moved a long way in the aviation department. Yes. Coming to aviation. That's right. She's done good. She sure has. All right. So let's talk about what we're seeing out here. So there's just one big long runway, correct? There's one runway. It's marked out as runway 01 and 19. What does that mean? That's the heading. Okay. 190 degrees or one zero one ten degrees. Okay. And you land an airplane into the wind direction. The wind is blowing up. You indicate you've got a wind sock out there, and the weather tells you what direction to land. Okay. And you always want to land into the wind, and that's what is indicated. They got two runways, whichever best choice for you. That makes total sense. So depending on, on the direction of the wind is what you do. That makes a total big difference in the whole thing. Okay. So how'd you get to learn about planes and airports? I started in 76 and got my license and worked all the way up to commercial instrument lading and owned probably eight or ten airplanes. And That's got, so cool. Got a one, real nice 172 down there. I fly it all the time. So I got a daughter. She got her, I got her started when she's 19 years old. Yeah. She, she got a commercial rating, instant rating, and an instructor rating, and she does good too in aviation. Well, that is so cool. And you know, I guess I've always been a little intimidated by airplanes and flying because it just doesn't seem like natural. You know, I figure if if we were supposed to fly, we'd have feathers, right? Yeah. But, but you know, after talking with Natalie and and seeing you know the experience here, it just immediately made me want to go learn about it. Oh, it's so cool. It's the very very good. Once you get your license, you're always having your license. You just like you got to get into the biannual every two years and. It's kind of like, like in your blood, isn't it? It's in your blood. That's right. Um, so what makes this airport special, Gerald? The people. Mm -hmm. The people makes it special. And we got some, Raman Airport, just some real good people. I mean, there's always, if you need help, they're always there to help you. And the different, but people don't think, it's not only for pleasure airplanes out here. There's, like I say, there's, 20 airplanes at pleasure belongs to local people. Sure. But the big corporate people comes in here flying 
$10 million airplane lands here. You know, that's right. And, and um, people don't realize how integral this airport is to our economic development in our county. Exactly you know, when right. people pull into this airport, they go, wow, I'm somewhere. That's right. um, now there's some cornfields around, but that just makes it prettier, right? It's beautiful country, yes. It's it gorgeous out here yeah. and so peaceful. Yeah, we got really a good approach approach on the each end of the runway. It's like I say, it's a mile long. You've got uh, uh, easy to get into. I mean, mm -hmm. we're open. The fuel farm here is so we sell fuel seven days a week here. Uh, 24 hours a day people need fuel can stop in anytime and buy fuel really okay and we'll keep them going i mean that's one of the big plans we had when we put the fuel farm in is love that we supply the people with the fuel when they need it well that sounds like a fantastic idea and, give the people what they need right and we use it other neighbor airports they don't have it and the people comes up here after hours buy fuel and on sundays Makes when they sense. close their bond field here and they're still flying. We have a lot of corporate traffic flying from Florida and all around, down up north, come through here and stop. So you just stop to fuel up, just like you stop at the gas station when you're driving to the beach. That is exactly uh, right. <laughs> you gotta have fuel in the airplanes. If you don't, they won't stay up. <laughs> that makes total sense <laughs> since we don't have feathers, right? <laughs> exactly right. All right, well, let's, um, you wanna go in, tell us a little bit about the new terminal on the outside and then we'll go inside and take a take a tour of it as well. The terminal building is, uh, we had a- Fairly new, right? It's about five years old. Yeah. We had a, a white, a brown that is, 24 by 24 shack. Yeah, it was, it left a lot to be desired. Oh, it was, it? <laughs> uh, it was a total eyesore for the, the $10 million airplanes pulls in here and yeah. want to do business here in Jackson Not County. good for economic development, no. right? Yeah. And we finally got the money together. So dad probably, probably started it and we got the money. We built the building. It's not too big and it's not too small. It's just big enough to, to serve the people who needs, needs come through and, and need stuff. We got a nice conference room in there. and. Uh, and got a good board of airport authorities members. I mean, excellent. I mean, couldn't be any better. That's exactly right. We're going to meet a couple of them here in just a minute, aren't we? That's right. <laughs> and they're their leader and, and they're head of the board. And the board runs the airport. I mean, sure. Somebody has to, right? And I, I have seen a lot of changes in it. A lot of people come and go, but it's changed for the better. Well, good. So how long you been working out here? I've been employed as a manager for five years. I've been okay. on the airport authority probably 25 years. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you want to head inside, take a tour? Let's go. All right. And this is for the pilots that come flying through. Mm -hmm. I want to stop and take a break and the rest. We uh, bought this furniture here. It's made by all these folks and they do a real good job. Yes, super comfortable, isn't it? Oh, yes. And, and durable. When I'm not doing anything, I hang out here too. <laughs> Can't say as I blame you. Nice cold drink, yeah. sitting on the porch. But this is one part of the thing when we built the building, make sure people use, use the building. That it's comfortable. That's right. Yeah, pleasant place to stop. Yeah, let's walk in here. All right, so now we're walking in the terminal. This is the building. inside of the place. It's beautiful in here. It's wings, but up her back down. Kyle and his dad, 
airplanes pictured right there. It's the old following. The barrels that are made here are local in Jackson. They come into move to Jackson. Sure. Stateside. Stateside. They donated two barrels. And That's great. We have a lot of people come here and look at them, and uh, really makes it nice. Uh, step back here, and this is our. I'm gonna hand her. So, but this is our conference room here. This is our meeting room. We got photos on on the walls here, representing every village and towns of Oak Hill, Oak Hill, Swalston, Oak Hill, Colton, and that's great. And and the, all the tables we have here donated chairs, all the chairs donated. Eric got those for us. Uh, we didn't have no cost of all. That's amazing. When we put the building in, this is so. Made, what would this get used for? This is from Superior Hardwood in. You know Severe Hardwood? Yeah. Okay. Yep. He's important donating e-tables to us. That's awesome. I mean, they, they're big help. Yeah. Uh, we have Wi-Fi out here. We've got Wi-Fi in the building, Wi-Fi in the hangars. Uh, kind of need that nowadays, don't you? you got to have it. I mean, <laughs> you never know. And if people come through, it's there. Yeah. So what do people use the conference room for, Gerald? They have meetings, come in here and have meetings. Uh, People fly in, meet, yep, yep. and then take off. Okay. Yeah. That sounds great. It's called advance and have their thing. Uh, so that's an actual wing to an airplane? Yes. That's a wing off of, off that airplane out right there. Oh, that's yeah. so neat. And uh, Yep, yeah, and like I said, everything's just about donated, you know. It's all great. It's all really nice. Same way as this table here. Uh, in the airport here, we this is our weather station. Oh, uh, that's important, huh? Yes, it goes out and you pick it up in your airplane when you're flying. Give, give the pilot what you're looking for when they come into Jackson Land. Okay. They know the weather. They know the winds. And like like right now, the winds are 350 at five. It's coming out 350 degrees at five knots. Okay. And it tells all that there. You need that to know to set up for your landing. Gotcha. Back in here is our our back here is our pilot's lounge. This is a lounge that is open twenty four hours a day. Oh, with accommodation. Great. If you're a pilot, you would know the accommodation. You squat VFR. There are certain numbers there. And pound numbers. Okay. That'll bring you in here. Once you get inside here, you got all the facilities. Nice comfy chairs. I might take a nap. You got you got the Oh, you have a full bathroom in there so they can shower. Bathroom. You got a shower back there. Yeah. I mean they can stay overnight here if you need to. Sure. They get weather in, can get out. That makes sense. And we got the also monitor the weather here. We got a TV here with local channels on it. And NBC, all channels, you Netflix and all that is here. Very people, people good. Well, heck, I may just come out here and live, huh? Well, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> it's pretty cool out here. Really nice. Yeah. Uh, outside, you'll see a, we got a fuel truck out there. That's a, you got Epic on it. It's a Jet A truck. It takes care of the corporate jets. I mean, 
they'll hold two, 2,200 gallon fuel. Uh, I had one come in here and he called me and he said, how much fuel your truck hold? And I said, 2,000 gallon. He said, I need 1,700 gallon. I said, I'll have it on the truck. Wow. And when he come in, he got 1,700 gallon. He went back to Las Vegas. Vegas. Flew from Jackson to Vegas. Stopped, stopped here to get gas. Yep. One of fuel. That's and cool. Fixed him up. And that's over $6,000. You <laughs> went to the county. That's pretty neat. I mean, that's what it's all about is nothing going to make money out here at the airport but the fuel sales and the hangar rent. Mm -hmm. That's what brings revenue in. Makes sense. That's what we're looking at now is building new hangars to bring more revenue in. More airplanes here based here, more more money they're going to spend. That makes total sense to me. And that's exactly what we're up to. We've got a very good team working for us, working with us. Yeah. Well, good. We're going to meet some of those folks here in just a minute. Okay. Is there any other thing that you wanted to show us on our tour before we let you get back to doing all your duties? Because we we got you off your mower, didn't we? <laughs> yes, that's just we're getting ready for their fly-in, kind of mowing a little bit in advance, get ready for the... That's right. Make it look good. This but, coming weekend. Yeah, I hope everybody comes out, visit the airport. It's halfway halfway between Oak Hill and Jackson. Yep. Off of 93. It's a mile long, most important mile in the county. I love that. It is. So I mean, good. It is. The, that. Okay, thank you very much. All right, thank you. All right. And I think that uh, Gerald's got to get back to work, so we're going to head on into the meeting room and talk with some board members. All right, well, we've moved on to some board members here. I think you all recognize that face, our sweet Amanda Crabtree, of course, is here. And then our good friend Eric Massey is here with us. And tell us um, how you all are involved with the airport. So I'm chairman of the airport authority that oversees the operation of the airport. Okay. And I'm also a pilot and a tenant. So you actually fly, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. I, I thought I'd heard that about you. Yep. So are we going to go out and fly around here in a minute? If you want to go fly around, <laughs> we'll go fly around. No, that's okay. I won't put you on the spot. And Amanda, what's your involvement out here? I am a board member on the airport authority board. Um, recently been added to the board. Uh, started, I think, February was my this appointment. Year, yep. um, and so I am not a pilot, although I aspire to be one one day. Maybe. One of these days when we um, grow up, right? That's right, exactly. <laughs> but um, I've always been interested in the airport, obviously always been interested in economic development of our county, mm -hmm. and um, so eager to, to be able to volunteer in this capacity as well. Well, very good, and thank you for wearing that hat as well as many others that you wear along the way. Um, so, Eric, let's talk for a minute about maybe the history of the airport. You know, this is called the James A. Rhodes uh, Airport for a reason. Sure. Um, so the airport uh, was developed under the administration of the Rhodes mm -hmm. governorship. Uh, he he put airports around Ohio. I don't know how many there are, but this airport was part of that endeavor to get an airport in every county. And yeah. so in honor of that um, endeavor... It, it's been called the James A. Rhodes Airport for longer than I've been here. And pretty much every airport, from my understanding, almost every county still has an airport. And in Ohio, there's a couple that don't. That's is, correct. Is, is yeah. my understanding. But Most every county has at least an airport. That is uh, some, so cool. Some are, there's more, obviously, in the larger communities, but yeah. So as Jared was talking about earlier, you know, 
the airport is not here just for rich people to fly their planes in. Like, you know, and, and it is here, obviously, for hobby, as you are a pilot right. and, yep. and whatever, and you enjoy aviation. But I think the main point is some economic development along the way and, and bringing folks in and, and allowing them to travel into our county yep. um, and have accessibility um, that's easy. So let's go down that path for a minute. Talk about why it's important to have the runway that's a mile long out here that most people don't have. Yeah, so <clears throat> this is a, one of the longer runways in Southern Ohio. There's a few others, mm -hmm. but um, there's a lot of businesses that use the airport that most people don't realize. Um, our larger employers, uh, Belicios, General Mills, Speyside, all have mm -hmm. used, have access to the, to the runway and have had customers, vendors come in. Um, we use, I use our plane for business. We've got an office in Knoxville, so we do a lot of flying between here and Tennessee. Um, there's folks that come in to see other businesses that, I, that I've not mentioned. Um, mm -hmm. We see a lot of private uh, jets coming in, in um, with, with customers and vendors, that type of thing. So there's a lot of activity out here that people don't realize. You know, and, and in talking, I don't think he would mind, but in talking with, you know, Mark Carmen, who was our guest, you know, a couple of days ago, um, on the program, he said there's been times where someone <clears throat> has called to say, hey, um, somebody important is flying in, need a car, um, can you help us mm -hmm. out, or could you come you know, pick somebody up, sure. or, or whatever. And these are people, a lot of times, that are, that are out scouting land yes. for potential businesses. Yep. Um, and they come in and out, and you don't know that they've been here. That's right. There's a lot of times that are, there's uh, private aircraft that come in here, and you have no idea that they've been here. Yep. And so I have the pleasure of living over on Standpipe Road, which I absolutely love. But until I moved out there, <laughs> I had no idea the traffic that comes in and mm -hmm. out of this airport. And, and um, you know, of course, you have the hobbyists. Right. Uh, you have the, the little planes flying around. And, and I assume they're not looking at my house because there's nothing fun <laughs> happening there. But, um, but you also hear these big jets mm -hmm. flying in. And you think, oh, that yep. must be somebody. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's some big uh, planes that have come in here in the past six or eight months. Actually, um, a lot of um, scouting of locations. Mm -hmm. um, there's some some activity going on uh, now from an economic development standpoint. That if those folks have come in on private aircraft, mm -hmm. then their their due diligence during the day and they leave that evening or they'll stay overnight. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of activity out here. Which in, in itself is economic development. People can fly into this airport. They can go stay at a local hotel or, or and eat at restaurants. your coffee shop or, you know, <laughs> um, right. the restaurants or, or whatever, support local, and then, and then they leave. And, um, you know, we're, I think we're all pretty proud of our little area that we live in, mm -hmm. and it's fun to show it off. It is. And they start here, which is really cool. And this, this uh, terminal, this new terminal, was, that was part of the process of building this was this is the first impression people mm -hmm. have when they walk off their airplane. So it's a nice, um, visually pleasing um, approach here. So what makes this a little bit nicer than, than some of the other airports that, that might not have all the niceties? Uh, you know, obviously the terminal is one thing. Mm -hmm. um, access to, to Jackson, um, there's, there's some airports that are, you know, typically they're located away from the center of town. Yeah, that for makes reasons. sense. <laughs> um, but we're really relatively close, you know, 10 minutes and you can be mm -hmm. in downtown. So I think that's one of the nice things. Certainly, um, we just had a new runway 
um, or resurfacing of the runway about two years ago. We've got new approach lighting on both ends to help pilots get in. So there's a lot of night just things that you don't re realize from a, a layman standpoint that are nice for aircraft coming in here. Well, I think that's amazing, and, and I appreciate you talking about that uh, part aspect of it. So there is actually something really fun going on this coming Saturday. There is, and I can tell you when I was growing up, one of my very favorite memories is going to air shows with my extended family. <clears throat> we would go, my grandmother, my cousins, my aunts and uncles, we would all go to air shows and just have a fabulous time. So we're having our own little air That's show right. here at Jackson County Airport. Um, this Saturday, we're having a fly-in mm -hmm. from 9 to 11 is the actual fly-in where uh, airplanes can come in, they can land um, and, and get situated. And then from 11 to 3, we're open to the public. We have a P-51 Mustang that's coming to be on, sh on showcase. Um, we do have some, um, we will be giving some airplane rides, uh, courtesy of the Harry Sowers Hawking Hills Scenic Tours. Um, so Harry will be here giving some of those uh, tours and uh, you can go up in an airplane if you like. So cool. Um, we will have um, the Ohio State uh, Patrol helicopters here. Um, can you think of some of the other? Yeah, I think we're trying to get some of the sheriff uh, helicopters in. They came the last time we did this mm -hmm. from, I think, Butler County, Claremont County area. Um, we've got the Model A car club that's coming out to put their cars on display. That'll be fun right. too. Um, some of the tenants are going to pull their airplanes out just as a static display so you can at least get up close to see some airplanes. So there's there will be a lot of activity. Yeah, and I mentioned my friend Natalie um, that flew in not too long ago to see us. And, um, you know, I guess I just never had really been around a plane like that before. Mm -hmm. So it was really neat to look inside and, and see all the instruments and the gadgets. And I don't know what any of it does. Thank goodness she does because <laughs> she flew here. Yeah. And the fly-in <laughs> is open from 9 to 3. So we want everybody to come out, spend the day, take a look at the airplanes yeah. um, and, and the cars. 9 to 11 is the pancake breakfast. Oh, wait. Um, so we have a pancake breakfast. What? Did you say pancakes? pancakes. We did, yes. Oh. Um, and then from 11 to 3, also we have Biggins Concessions is going to be offering some sandwiches and some lunch um, items. And then Kettle Corn Craze will be out to uh, for some nice kettle corn, hot and fresh. And then um, hopefully Kona Ice will be able to make it as well. Oh, so, yeah. Um, we've got, got a lot of refreshments, got a lot of stuff going on. So it's going to be a fun day for families. Um whether you're a airplane enthusiast or not. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's fun. It's just a fun day for families. So we encourage you to come out. That's right. And and allow these folks to show off their airport. That's right. You That's know, right. it's it's you should be proud when you come out here and, and take a look at it and, and you will be proud um, of what is out here. Yeah, and it's not our airport, it's everybody's airport. This right. is a county airport. This is Oak Hill, Wellston, Jackson, all the community members. It this is, is your airport. Something to be proud of for everybody in this community. That's exactly right. So let's talk for a minute, um, backing up. The, the fly-in is named the Jack Stone Memorial Fly-in. Could, could you guys explain a little bit about uh, Jack Stone and, and why we came to that name? Yeah, sure. Jack was a longtime manager of the airport. Okay. Um, I don't have years, but I can tell you as a little boy, I remember coming out here and meeting Jack Stone. So he's been here several <laughs> years. Uh, he was a board member 
uh, for as long as I've been on the board, probably eight years he was on the board. Uh, Jack passed away this year. Aww. And so in honor of his contributions to the general aviation community in Jackson County, we decided to, to give him a, a little bit of recognition and, and that's where the name came from. I think that's awesome. You guys are, are great. We do want to thank our sponsors, um, the Jackson County Banking Center and Cole Kirby and Associates for um, making that donation to get that P51 Mustang here. Mm -hmm. Great. Appreciate that. Yeah. So tell me about that plane. Uh, it's an old Warbird plane. Um, you know, if you've never been around them, they're pretty incredible. It's amazing to think how old the airplane is and still flying. Mm -hmm. And you know, the pilots back in the day when they were using these in combat, that they actually flew the airplane. So it's it's a just a neat... <laughs> that they could maneuver those big tanks around in the air, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you when you see the modern planes versus what they flew, you know, 50, 60 years ago, it's pretty amazing what they were able to do. Yeah. So it, it'll be a, a, a really fun um, display to get up close to. I think that's amazing. And again, it, it's all free, right? Absolutely. Free, absolutely. I mean, you, you can't beat free. That's right. doesn't get any better. It doesn't. So what else would you all like um, our viewers to know about the, the airport or the fly-in or maybe just the area? Um, you know, I, I, again, I think the big thing to realize is the importance the airport brings to the community from mm -hmm. an economic development standpoint. Um, I, that can't be overstated enough. Um, Correct. You know, there are a lot of hobbyists out here, and that's what keeps the, the airport going on a day-to-day -day basis. But it's nice to get those big, larger airplanes in here for the fuel sales and the local economy, not to mention hopefully bringing some jobs to the, to the area. Yep, absolutely. You know, Gerald was just mentioning uh, when we talked in the, um, in the lounge in there, which I might just come out and hang out during the afternoon or something. It's not well publicized, don't tell a lot of people. <laughs> it's really nice. Um, but he was talking about the plane that flew in and, and um, said they needed, how many gallons was it? Like 1,700 or whatever. 1,700 probably. 100, yeah, yeah, gallons of fuel. And they ended up, and then they were doing a straight line to Vegas. Yep. And so it's like they stop in little Jackson, Ohio, so they can fly their ginormous jet all the way to Vegas. That's so, right. I mean, and, and that money stays here. That's correct. That's right. Yep. So that's pretty neat. It is neat. It, it's... Uh, and there are all kinds of stories like that. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Are. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Gerald has a lot more stories about <laughs> incoming aircraft than I have. Uh, he'd probably be the storyteller, but um, some of the planes that have come in here just... Are, are huge and they take a lot of fuel and that's money that stays here and helps us continue to grow. That's right. All right. Well, you all are very busy and we know that and we don't want to keep you, um, but we appreciate you all taking time to show us around this beautiful facility and talk about the fly-in. So Absolutely. let's make go sure over that one more time. Make sure you come out this Saturday, yep. um, August 21st from nine to three here at the James A. Rhodes Airport. Um, we have lots of ven food vendors. We've got a pancake breakfast from 9 to 11. Um, then we'll have some lunch items uh, for sale as well as kettle corn. Um, you can come and see the P-51 Mustang and then um, maybe take a ride in a, a plane as well. That sounds great. Thanks for coming out. Oh, Appreciate thank it. you for the tour. This has been so much fun. Get out there this weekend. It's free. Bring the family and enjoy. Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thank you. All right, let's head back to the studio and see what else we can get into.
I'm sorry. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed our <laughs> airport tour. <laughs> I'm not on the ball today. That's okay. Thanks, it's James. Right you made right. a heck of a video, though. <laughs> so, no, we do hope that you get out to the fly-in tomorrow. Um, bring the kids. Bring the family. It's going to be a beautiful day. There's no rain in the forecast. The sun's going to be shining. It's going to be wonderful. So, please uh, get out. Fly in uh, from 9 to 11 and all the festivities from 11 to 3. There will be food. There will be entertainment. There will be all kind of fun stuff for you to see. So please get out there tomorrow. James A. Rhodes Memorial Airport is located at 1800 Keystone Station Road in Jackson. Just in case you need to put that into your GPS. Because I'd say there's quite a few people don't know how to get to the airport. You know the vicinity, but getting to it's a whole other uh, situation. But it's super duper easy to get to. Plenty of parking and very accessible. So there you go. All right. Well, thanks to Pete and all the gang for uh, the morning news football update. Thank you to James for making a really cool video. And uh, we hope that you enjoy your weekend. Lots and lots of high school football coming up this weekend. So we hope that you take advantage of that as well. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful, safe weekend, and we'll be right back here on Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye-bye.